This is a HeadGum Podcast. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Hi, everyone. I'm teaming up with the website Rewire.News to explore the intersection of their work and mine on a brand new podcast called Get It Right. On Get It Right, we explore pop culture through the lens of justice, and particularly reproductive justice. I'll be talking to critics and creators about comics, movies, TV, music, anything is fair game. You can find it now on iTunes or Stitcher to search for Get It Right or Rewire. Give it a listen and drop us a review with any ideas for what you'd like to hear us cover. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in to episode 133 of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. This episode is titled The Black Lightning Podcast. As you know, it's coming January 16th, Black Lightning on the CW Network. We are incredibly excited for this new show featuring a black superhero, Mr. Jefferson Pierce himself. And we are going to talk about the series, and in our very first segment, we interview one of the actors from the show. He plays the character of Will, played by actor Dabier Snell. That's going to be a one-on-one interview with KB. And then right after that interview is a segment with KB and I where we talk about highlights from the very first two episodes, which we screened. Also, KB had the experience of going on the set and checking out filming there and interviewing some of the talent. So she's going to give you some of the highlights from that experience. And once again, please check out Black Lightning on CW. It premieres on January 16th. You're going to love it. Trust me. Listen to this podcast and you'll know exactly why. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 133, the Black Lightning episode. Dabier is a California-based actor-musician who's had success in front of the camera since age six, from House to iCarly to Rizzoli and Isles to Movie Surfers. He's had both bit and leading parts. He's had TV, commercial, print, dancing, hosting, and singing experience. Dabier's latest work is playing the role of Will in the new CW series Black Lightning.
Okay, so welcome everyone to this exciting episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I am your host, KB, and today I have a really, really special guest, Dabier Snell, joining us, who is going to be a part of this wonderful new show premiering on the CW, Black Lightning. Oh, yeah! (laughs) So thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited about the show. Um, gosh, woo! So let's just let's dive right in. So tell yes, us a little bit about how you got your start in this business. Um, it's 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 an interesting one. So I started acting at the age of six. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was singing and dancing in a mall. Um, at the time, and you know, thank God for my mom and dad that were um, very open and and happy about me having an outgoing and positive attitude all the time. And I had a lot of energy back then too. So you know, here I am singing and dancing. I was probably doing some Michael Jackson routines. <laughs> and this talent scout walks up to my mom and is like, you know, who's this kid? And you know, my mom was like, oh, but is he is he too loud? We'll, we'll keep him down. We'll keep him down. She's like, no, no, no. Keep him up. Like, I, I like this. So come to find out, she's a talent scout. You know, she's always looking for, you know, new actors and new actresses. And um, she's like, you know, this kid is, is, is phenomenal. You know, give me a call and, you know, let's go from there. So it was a lot of um, back and forth between my parents. They were wondering if they should do it. And, um they decided on it because I was a huge fan of Jurassic Park growing up. Mm. So you can imagine a six-year-old kid acting out the entire movie with like a, a truck, like a like one of those um, like one of those little tight trucks, and like acting like not only the the, the actors in the show or in the movie, but the uh, dinosaurs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running throughout the house. I got Jurassic Park blasting on the speakers and, you know, this is like my hundredth time watching it. So they're like, yeah, this kid, he's definitely, you know, destined for something. So, um, we went with the agency, which was our very first one. And they put us out on this very, our very first commercial, which was, uh, or it was a commercial audition and we booked it. That's awesome. And we never looked back since. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park is actually one of my favorite uh, movies. It was terrifying and exhilarating all at the same time as a as a child growing up. So I can only imagine you doing like a one man show. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> incredible. Park. I, I loved all three. I was obsessed with it, and it was one of those where it was just like, "Yo, did you not see Jurassic Park?" Like, <laughs> so. So uh, let's just dive right into some Black Lightning stuff. So, you know, prior to signing on for Black Lightning, had you read any of the comics? Um, I uh, prior to booking it, uh, no. Um, But once I but once I booked it, believe it or not, it was actually super hard to find Black Lightning comics, like especially in my local area of where I live. And. Uh, finding any online was actually super tough too. So when I got on set, they had like this huge binder, which had like, it was, it was a copied binder of all of the old comic books. So I literally read through the entire thing. Like, and I think it was like, it took me like two days to read it. And it was like several hours of me, like just reading through it all. 
And I absolutely loved it. So I knew that if I was a child reading this, um, I, you know, I knew I would, you know, be obsessed with it. Um, I read a lot of comics back in the day. Like I, I loved Archie comics. Oh yeah. Archie's a good one. Always like super accessible because like, you know, if you go to like your local Walmart or some mm -hmm. of your, uh, local like big stores, like they'd always be next to the candy aisle. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's intentional. <laughs> Definitely intentional. Like it was like candy. It would be soap opera, little booklets for the adults and then like Archie comics. And it was like, Oh, Archie easy. Um, those ones were big ones. I loved reading like the Batman superheroes. I'm a huge anime geek, so I ah, love reading mangas. Yeah. Uh, I was an avid Show and Jump uh, subscription holder for a long, long time. Uh, so you know Naruto, One Piece, um, like all of the you know mainstream anime ones mm -hmm. were my were, were my favorites. But believe it or not, my very first anime I watched was Fruits Basket. Um, I watched Fruits Basket. Yeah, it's actually, it's an old one, actually, and there's still a huge fan base behind it, too, even though they haven't made anything for years, but that was my very first one. I bought a box set at this, um, at this, uh, this comic book store that actually was here in Long Beach, but it was only open for, like, maybe two months. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it was open for, like, two months, and I was, like, only one of the few people that went there and actually bought stuff, like, on a regular Wow. Wow. And then you got like this hidden gem <laughs> that you didn't even realize. And right before the shop closed down. Wow. Yeah. It was like a whole box set too. So I literally had all the episodes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I have not seen it. Hmm. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a goodie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit more. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure you can't reveal a ton, but what you can tell us, let us know about the villain that you're playing on Black Lightning. So the villain I'm playing, his name is Will. Um, he is a part of the 100 gang. Um, and I definitely can say there's a lot of there's a lot that happens not only with my character, but with the 100 gang, obviously from all of the trailers. Um, but Will is sort of, I almost want to say that he means well, but he just does things, um, A, because, you know, he's, he's really, he's been a part of the 100 gang for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, he just, he almost wants out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal because, you know, he has a lot of heart. You know, and you can and you can tell that, you know, he's one of those people where he's like, you know, he'll do some bad stuff, but he can only go so far, you know, unless it's something that's just absolutely necessary. But he'll, he'll always try to see if he can find other avenues. And do you think that he wants to get out because he's kind of seen the damage that the 100 has caused his community? And now he's starting to kind of like rethink his role in the gang. I think. I, I think yes. I think there's some of that potential because, you know, he's seen it and he's just like, I'm not here for it. I, you know, this is not really what I signed up to be. I think what he wanted to be a part of the 100 gang, he obviously wanted to make a little bit of money, but he also wanted to have that, that street cred about him. Right. You know, but one of the big questions that I always, um, that I always ask myself is, uh, would you rather be respected or would you rather be feared? Mm. And, I think this is one of those characters where he wants to be respected, but he chooses 
um, to be feared. And I think that's what kind of, that's what kind of gets him caught up. Ah, that's interesting. So do you think that he learns kind of this, I don't know, feared mentality from um, his relationship with Tobias Well? Because we all know that Tobias Well is like the big bad villain, not only in the comics, but he's going to be the big bad villain just throughout the season. And obviously he's going to have a lot of people that work for him, under him, with him. So do you think that he kind of learns this like feared mentality from Tobias? I think he does. I think he also learns it from um, uh, from uh, uh, my uh, my my cousin, who's also part of the One Hundred Gang. Okay, and so Lala, sort of Lala, Lala, Lala. So he's a little bit uh, he's a little bit higher up than me, but you know I look up to him as well. And you know the only thing that I want to do is really impress him and, and show him like, look, you know I can do this, and you know I'm I'm, I'm here for you. So you know certain things he does. You know, it's it somewhat backfires on him, but usually it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm doing it for you type thing. Yeah. And so I've actually I've actually seen a couple of the episodes and Lala tends to function kind of in this vein where he almost like wants you to know that he is your brother, you know, to a degree, like with everyone that that works under right. him. like there's a little bit of a brotherhood, but also he'll still kill you. Like kind of, kind of like yeah. it's straddling the line uh, a lot with Lala. So um, yeah, I can it's definitely loving, see that. But also like you know, it, it, if it can go there, it can. You right, know? right, exactly, exactly. So I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about kind of wanting to be respected, but um, also kind of wanting to be feared and and really choosing the fear aspect. But obviously, you know, Will is choosing to be feared because. Uh, realistically, I mean, that's the only example that he has in Lala and really Tobias, so to speak, because you know that Lala gets a lot of his ways from Tobias as well. So just kind of having that connection. um, It seems, it seems as though that's one of the biggest ways he, he gets his point across. Right. That's how he gets the job done essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what, why do you think this show overall is so significant and important for, for people to see right now? My God, mainly because a, I mean, it's, it's, it's African-American superheroes uh, at its finest and it's only growing, um, because obviously once this premieres, literally the next month after that Black Panther premieres, and we all know the movie theaters are going to be flooded when those tickets drop. (laughs) Um, and and I know that there's going to be more stories coming out. I know Luke Cage is supposed to get a, a, another season, and I know we're excited for that. Um, I am excited to hear like other stories. Like I, I want uh, I'm I want Storm to get her own yes. Um, story. Yes, that would be incredible. I've been a, I've been a huge Storm uh, Halle Berry fan for a long time, so I definitely would love to see her get her own story. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I and mean, now, the- now with the deal too, you know, with Disney and and Marvel, it's even right. the potential. And since we know that, like, you know, um, T'Challa and Storm, since they they do get married, potentially now there's that whole crossover that could actually happen finally. So yeah, exactly. So there's a lot. There's a lot playing into it. You know, and it, it, there's just so much that's only getting better. Like, I would love to see, like, like have you, like, have you heard of Misty Knight? Yeah, of course. I would love to see a Misty Knight, either a movie or a show. Um, I would love to see Cyborg get his own. 
Um, and I've been pushing myself for Static Shock. I've been a huge Static Ooh. Shock fan since I was a child. And, you know, to possibly have that opportunity to play someone as huge as him, like, that's that's always been a, a superhero that I've looked up to, you know, especially when I was younger. Oh, yeah, that would be super dope. And I know, even speaking of Misty Knight, because she's taking on, obviously, a larger role in the Netflix um, Marvel Universe, but hopefully they'll be able to cross over to the cinematic side as well. And, you absolutely. know, like, absolutely be able to kind of pull that through and then... Hopefully, um, you know, Cyborg, obviously Justice League just dropped um, over the holidays-ish, you know, in December. But hopefully, you know, he will get something else. So, yeah. And it would be completely incredible if you got Static Shock. That would be awesome. Um, Uh, I'm I'm definitely pushing for it as much as I can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think the more stories that we have that are representative... of kind of what the world looks like now and definitely stories where we can hear more uh, black voices and black narratives. That's what I love so much about Black Lightning is that it is a show, um, you know, told by us and in our own voices and and it's our own narrative, you know, about our community and and our stories. So I I do love that so much. And it's really deep too, because it it shows a lot about the black community and shows, you know, what, what we could do to, you know, to do better, what could we do to help and, and what could we really change? And, and I, and I love that because it is, it is all about adapting and learning, mm-hmm. you know, especially in this life, we only have one life. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, I, I choose to learn and grow every single day and, 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 and do more and help and, and just to create, you know? And so I'm really excited not only to be a part of this project, but projects, you know, further down the line, because, you know, every, every black superhero story character that comes out, whether it's a show or a movie is only going to, um, elevate, um, elevate you know marvel and dc but at the same time black culture right right exactly and so i do love that honestly at the core of this show really this show is just about a black family like the superpowers are almost a little bit secondary like you're glad that they have them and you're great but it's mostly about the black community it's about a black family it's about the different struggles that we go through and then you add an additional layer of having superpowers um, (laughs) and what that means and how that can add some some extra flavor and twists uh you know to the family so for sure I, I love that, especially, um, you know, coming up within this show is seeing um, the girls learn about their powers and adapt. Right. I think that's what's going to be uh, amazing is seeing that with, you know, not only the family, but it becomes a power struggle with not only the father, but now it's like, you know, my daughters are getting these powers and it's like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? And <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, because I think that he's more feel, um, excuse me, more fearful as a father. So it's like it's less about the fact that I think what the powers can do to them versus like, man, them having them at all, just as a dad, like, man, okay. Like I've been through this. I know what it's like. I was hoping that, you know, you guys wouldn't have to deal with this, but now just as a dad kind of trying to protect them through that all, um, through all of that, excuse me, you know, I think it's probably 
kind of what where Jefferson Pierce's head is is right now. <laughs> so right, because it's like first of all, I was protecting you guys before you had your powers. Right but now, I have to protect you while you got powers. Exactly. Off. Yeah, and then just even thinking about like how man, like now he has to properly train them so that they don't make the same mistakes that he did when he was learning, and it's like a right. whole big thing. So yeah, for sure. So um, I do have a, a, a question just as a fan, since you did read everything, you know, once you got to set, then what are you most excited about seeing this season kind of come to fruition on Black Lightning? I think, I think, I think it was, I think for me, it's more of what I would just said earlier was seeing uh, both of the daughters really adapt to their powers and really learn more about themselves, but about what they can do. Um, I think, What's going to be interesting is seeing uh, Crest, a.k.a. Black Lightning, grow as a not only a father, but as a hero, because it's basically almost a reborn. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's him, mm-hmm. you know, remembering what he used to do with his powers and and and, and also doing new things with his powers now, too, because we we um, when we were talking about it, we saw a long list of, of powers that Crest has and he has a lot. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that he's going to be able to do with his powers that, you know, it, you know, that even us ourselves can go, really? I didn't know that was a thing you can do. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's, uh, that's what I'm excited for is to really see the whole show adapt and, and, and where it goes. Right. Right. That's so true because I think that he hasn't even unlocked his full potential. And I do think that by him training his daughters, he'll be able to unlock some things within himself. Um, exactly. and they're just going to be like a, a, a truly dynamic, uh, you know, superhero family. So, yeah. So, um, so excited. I know I am too. And we've already talked about, you know, like what's coming down the pipeline for 2018 that we're excited about. Obviously again, Black Panther comes out a month after Infinity Wars comes out May 4th. So like there is a lot of great things coming out. So tell us about, you know, great things that you have in the works and any additional upcoming projects that you have. Ooh, so um, I can't get too deep into the specifics, but I'm working at, I just finished working with the most fantabulous Patty Jenkins. Oh my God, um, wonderful. On a series for TNT. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be my very first period piece. It's set in the 1950s. Okay. Um, so it's going to be an incredible one. Um, I think the name actually is already out. So it's called uh, One Day She'll Darken. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's a it's a true real life story. So it's a it's one of those um, um, how you say it? it's one of those. It's not short, but it's one of those where it's like it's like six episodes, and okay. you know there there it, there's no like season twos. Right, right. You know, so it's um, it's just gonna be like a really true like episodic period piece. Yes, it's like the it's like the OJ story. Okay, a mini series. Yes, it's a mini series, so I'm super excited to um, to really be a part of that. I had such a great time on set. Patty Jenkins is such an incredible woman, and I know that she's going to go back to work with um, you know Wonder Woman two, obviously, and I know she's going to do a great job with that. Um, I think that she's actually still casting currently too, but I know she has like I know she has some time to rest and relax for a minute before she really gets deep into it. So you know she's kicking back and, and eating some grapes and enjoying herself so i'm excited um for when that comes out i am uh, also a streamer 
um, with Twitch and YouTube, and I do vlogs. So um, I have uh, so I've, I've created this uh, small little video game company by the name of Friend Zone Gaming. Okay. Um, we're ch- we're changing uh, the friend zone and making it a positive rather than a negative. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and it's so great. Um, I, I'm working with one of my friends. His name is. Um, his name is uh, Jake, Jake Boyle, um, one of my really good friends. So we've created this uh, this uh, gaming channel together. Uh, my Twitch is uh, FZ Dabier, so that's friend zone, but it's just the, the initials. Um, and, you know, we play games such as, like, PUBG, which is, like, a survival game. I play horror games. We play um, – I'm just about to get my VR headset, so we're going to play some VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I'm currently in the midst of talking with PlayStation about possibly doing like some collabs together, which I'm really excited for. Um, maybe even at um, um, I always keep forgetting their name wrong. Machichima, uh, uh, which is like a huge gaming platform. Um, let's see. Um, I'm currently uh, with Adidas uh, as an ambassador. Oh, awesome. Um, with, uh, as a skater, and then I also was—I uh, also had a pretty uh, amazing uh, meeting with Adidas Originals, which was also just incredible because you know they—they're liking the stuff that I'm that I'm doing and what I'm a part of. Um, I do a couple of nonprofit organizations. Um, I teach kids how to skate uh, with one of my really good friends, who's a professional skateboarder. He um, runs this company called um, Skate Kids, the Skate Kids. Um, and we go to different schools, all, sometimes all across the country, and uh, we teach kids, I mean, from like ages two to ages like 15 and up how to skate, and it's amazing, especially seeing kids learn how to how to kickflip and how to ollie and do like certain tricks up a ramp and see their eyes glow, like, oh my god, I did that. <laughs> um, and it's so amazing, I, I love it. So we, ha- I have like that going on. Um, I am currently in a BMW ambassador now, which I didn't know that was a thing, but now it is. <laughs> well, um, it's a great thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 remarkable. It's incredible. Um, I'm I have new music coming uh, coming along the way, which I'm really excited for. Um, I'm contemplating whether or not if it's going to be an EP or a full album okay. because I have a lot in my arsenal. So I just don't know yet. What but type, what type to, of music do you do? Is it, is it pop? Is it rock? Is it, you know, soul? Is it fusion? I rap. Okay. I sing a little bit. It's hip hop, but it's, um, it kind of has, I, I've, I've, I've heard a lot that I have a Kendrick slash, um, childish Gambino, type of vibe to my rap you know i I really love having meaningful lyrics in my music and i really love being able to to be able to tell a story you know um you know i'm never the type to really talk about like guns and drugs and stuff like that that's that's never been my forte that's never been a part of my life so why start doing it all because everybody else is doing it so um you know you know i talk about what's going on in the world i talk about myself and 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 learning you know for myself um my experiences and it's i don't know my my last ep that i did uh, new faces it's on on spotify and apple music and you can get it anywhere um it did really well a lot of people um had a lot to say and a lot of it was really really good it actually blew me away by how much great how much love i got from it so people are like, you know, when are you going to make the next one? What's going on? You got new music coming out. So I'm like, man, like, I got to get back on it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, what else? There's, there's a lot going on. There actually really is a lot going on. So I'm just, it's, 
it's a ride. And 2018, uh, I promised myself 2018 is my breakout year. Mm. Well, I mean, it definitely sounds like it's going to be your breakout year. And listen, I am all about, you know, putting it out there and putting it into the atmosphere and then working hard and getting to the goal that you set out to achieve. So let 2018 be your breakout year. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Go for it. So, I mean, wow, that is, you do have a lot going on, but it all sounds so exciting. So please Please let us know um, when your miniseries period piece comes out with Patty Jenkins and you can start talking about that a little more, you know, think about us and when your new music comes and and anything you have going on um, kind of with your, your new gaming company. If you ever want to send us some stuff and we can do some reviews, you know, like let us know. So for sure. I'm here for it. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, I, I saw the, uh, when you sent me that tweet, I was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love, 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 you know, um, chatting with new up and coming black artists who are doing their thing and, and they're really killing it. So yeah, congratulations on everything. And I would just say, um, much success in the future. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Much much success to you as well, especially over at Black Girl Nerds. I love the Twitter. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a tremendous job, not only with just black culture in general, but but also showing that, you know, being a nerd is is completely acceptable and is incredible beyond all means. Like, who wants to be cool anymore? You know? <laughs> like I'd rather be a nerd than be cool. I've always been a nerd, so I've never been guy um i've just been always the guy that just knew how to talk that (laughs) (laughs) that's so true i feel like you know like gosh isn't it so much cooler to just be who you are just be yourself yeah like whatever that is for for anyone just be yourself because there's only one of us we're so unique so it is (laughs) all unique all special in our own way you know um you know we're all doing so many different things and, and i love that you know I think society is growing and is learning to um, accept and adapt to what is changing and not only in television, but just in society and, and people that are becoming stars and um, that are, that are learning about themselves along the way, you know, Mm -hmm. being, you know, being an actor, it's never easy, you know, being a musician or an artist, it's never easy. You know, there's times where, you know, you do a project and, you know, you get, a couple people watching and then sometimes you get a packed house and you're like, yo, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> so you know, it, it, I think with anything, it just takes time. You know, I've been in this business for about 17, I think going on 18 years now. And I've learned that it's really about patience, you know, just going through, you know, I've heard so many no's that, you know, once you get that one, yes, it's like, you know, you want more, you want more of those yeses. And you, you know, you only want to, um, push to do greater and better things and and to show the world that you really can do anything like there yeah. is nothing that can stop you except for yourself and if you let yourself stop you then you know that's not good like if right. you continue to push no one can tell you anything yeah and i know that for some people it may sound cheesy because you hear it all the time but that is so true Yep. We're the only thing that can hold us back. And if you really, truly believe that the sky is the limit, then go for it. Because it really exactly. is. <laughs> Anything plus, plus, is possible. Christmas was a, plus, Christmas was a, amazing. I splurged a lot on my parents, and they were Aww. kind of like, 
what is like, you know, I bought my dad, like, bought my mom, like her first Michael Kors bag and she was flipping out. I bought her a brand new bike and she was like, she cried. Um, I bought my dad like this dope cashmere jacket. I bought him like some poor shoes and some Adidas, you know, and he's just like, what is all of this? Like, you know, and it's, it's so crazy. I, I got a chance to see my, my parents be children again. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just so to be able to cool. like appreciate all of their sacrifices that they've made for you and your career. It's nice to be able to to give back to them for everything that they've done. Just you know, like helping you and and you know raising you and instilling all of these values and then taking you on these auditions and you know like really sacrificing themselves too for your dreams. So it's always nice to be able exactly. to, to do stuff for them too, for sure. <laughs> it's always so good. Oh, and the surprises are only getting bigger. I can't wait. Like that's I think that's gonna be my my hashtag for anything I surprise them with is adults being kids. That was my <laughs> big hashtag all throughout Christmas. Adults being kids. And each time when I do it, I'm gonna post it on Twitter, I'm gonna just say adults being kids. And that's my dad freaking out about something, my mom freaking out about something. And I, I love that because it's just it's pure genuine joy and and you know, that's all I wanna give to them is just that 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 genuine joy and that love to say you know you guys have done so much for me now it's time for me to now it's time for the big old switcheroo you know <laughs> yep that childlike enthusiasm is never a bad thing to have <laughs> so um don't forget to give us your social media handles where can people find you on the internet <clears throat> absolutely um on instagram you can find me under official davier so my name is spelled d-a-b-i-e-r and that's where you'll find uh, my Instagram. I think my Twitter is the uh, my Twitter is the exact same official Dabier. Uh, my Reverb is the same, which is like a music page, and so is my uh, SoundCloud. My SoundCloud is official Dabier as well, um, or actually, it should be just Dabier. But I know if you type in my name, you'll see everything. That's my SoundCloud to my Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. I think. Um, and then on our friend zone gaming, if you find me under F Z Dabier, so F is in Frank, Z is in Zebra, and then Dabier, that's when you'll that's where you'll find me on Twitch. And then on Twitter, we have a separate um, gaming channel, so that's F Z Gaming DJ. So um, F Z Gaming and the DJ D is in my name, and then Jake is in uh, J is in Jake. So that's our initials. You know, and we've started it. It's been like three years now and we're pushing. I'm so close to actually being an affiliate with Twitch, which I'm so excited for because by this year at the end, because I think um, TwitchCon is uh, it's usually in like August, September. Um, at that time, I should be an affiliate. And it's kind of insane to go like, you know, I work so hard to to get at least to that first stage to go like, I'm an affiliate with Twitch, you know, that's when people can kind of subscribe to me. And then I can't wait. Cause then I can start doing prizes. You know, I can't wait to give away systems and, and gift cards and do all this cool stuff. I just can't wait. Cause I, the one thing I love doing is give back. So yeah, that's so awesome. Well, I cannot wait for you to get that as well. Get to that next level and start, you know, like really interacting on a whole nother level um, with gaming fans and the gaming community. Exactly. And I, I'm a huge video game nerd as well. So I'm an all around nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we love all around nerds. So thank you again so much for coming on the show. We really appreciated all the success and we can't wait to watch you on Black Lightning.
Thank you so much. I am almost just as excited as you, and I'm a little jealous because you got a chance to see it before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now you can watch it with fresh eyes, with Twitter, and, you know, like do a live tweet session when it premieres on January 16th. Definitely actually going to do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be exciting either way. Like, I'm definitely still going to be live tweeting for sure. <laughs> It's going to be a fun time, and I'll definitely tweet at you. Okay, <laughs> at awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks again. Thank you so much, and you have a good one, and I hope that your 2018 is splendous. Thank you. Yours as well. In our next segment, KB and I talk about the first two episodes of Black Lightning. This is just the highlights of the episodes. There are no spoilers involved. So most of this information is public domain, especially if you've read the Black Lightning comics. The show does draw a lot of parallels from the comic books. Black Lightning premieres again January 16th on CW. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. Really excited, first and foremost, that we are back from a very long hiatus that was needed. A lot of us got some rest um, over the, the holiday season and I hope all of you guys had a fun holiday, a safe holiday, and hope you guys are excited to hear our new show as we come back in the new year it's 2018 and listen this is the year of some really great and fantastic content that is coming your way especially from our platform um in addition to obviously we know um black panther that's coming out next month we're really excited right now for another black superhero that is making his premiere on the CW Network. Uh, his name is Jefferson Pierce, but you know him best as Black Lightning. And I'm here Ooh. with KB to talk <laughs> about it. And we saw the first two episodes already. And obviously this is going to be spoiler free because we, uh, we do not want to give details because the show won't premiere until next week. But we do want to give you some really cool highlights of what we liked about the show and also KB had a great experience with going to the set and um, seeing what it was like while they were shooting so want to hear what her thoughts are on that Um, but KB thanks so much for joining us on this chat I, I look forward to talking all things Black Lightning right now Yes, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's a fantastic show. I loved the first two episodes. Me too, yes. So, yeah, as as I mentioned, we had the chance to screen the very first two episodes of the show. And I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit on that pilot episode. I mean, right away when (laughs) the show opens up, the music the music. This is what it's I like. So fantastic. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Like, I mean, all of the music comes from gosh, various points in time. I mean, mm-hmm. they have, you know, like songs that are obviously current and relevant, but also some of my favorites from like Marvin Gaye. Like they just have like yes. an incredible soundtrack that's built into the show that a lot like I was reading on Twitter from a couple of other journalists who would like screen the episodes and even they were like, dang, I feel like the music's like an extra character. And it is, almost. (laughs) I think that's a very accurate thing to say because you hear a lot of 
old school Motown and even further back than Motown. Um, and then you hear some of the new contemporary stuff, especially when they feature the scenes with uh, Anissa and uh, And the 100 and the 102, they do a lot more like current music when uh, when they start to kind of introduce you to the 100. Yes, yes. So the very first song that we hear opening up, which tells me this show is going to be black as hell, is uh, <laughs> Nina Simone's Strange Fruit. Like, yep. I was like, oh my gosh, this really sets the tone for what we're going to expect. Like, I never thought that on a CW show, I would be hearing Nina Simone's Strange Fruit playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say, I can't say this, like at the set visit, um, you know, Salim Akil, who is a co-creator along with his wife, Mara Brock Akil. Yes. And um, he was... He basically guaranteed that, like, it will continue to be black as hell as nice. <laughs> like, as the series continues. Like, we are going to stay true to the fact that, like, first and foremost, this is a black family. And the stories that revolve around them aren't necessarily, um, you know, obviously, like, Jefferson having superpowers is a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the center of it, it really is just a black family and a black community and what challenges kind of really um, are hitting us hard now mm-hmm. um, and and kind of taking all of that relevant uh, social relevance <clears throat> into all of the content and all of the writing and into the music and into everything. Like every aspect is very thoughtfully crafted, I can say, from the set visit. Like everything that they're thinking about and even down to details. And like we were um, in the school, you know, obviously because Jefferson Pierce is a principal mm-hmm. um, and we were in the school and even the photos in the school are very intentional. Like nice. <laughs> how they have done everything. The details really, really matter. So, yeah. It's incredible. The music, fantastic. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they they really hit on sociocultural issues um, because in this opening episode, in this pilot episode, Jefferson Pierce is actually racially profiled by the police. So they just go right in, you know, showing all of these things that we as, you know, black folks and, and folks that are, you know, in communities of color have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And Jefferson Pierce, who's this principal, who's this very well-respected man, you know, at the time he's pulled over by the cops, he's dressed up in a tux because there's this um, event that's happening at the school where everybody's all dressed up. So uh, he questions why he's being pulled over and and he has to deal with this as someone who's in his position of, of prestige and power, but he's still treated the way so many other black men and women are when it comes to racial profiling. So I'm really glad that they kind of honed in on that, like straight from the beginning. Yep, exactly. Because it doesn't matter. And I think that's something that they touch on and something that Salim actually mentioned in the set visit is that, you know, obviously prestige doesn't matter. It comes down to color of your skin, right? Mm -hmm. So like he clearly didn't care that this man, like this man is dressed impeccably, like in his tux, ready to go to this event. And these cops don't care. They Mm -hmm. don't care at all. And that's real life. Like they don't they don't care what position of power you're in. uh, A lot of times it's definitely just uh, about that. So, yeah, yeah, Salim was like, oh, they're going to go. They're going to take it deeper. It's going to go further, which I appreciate. Like, I think that the show is necessary. Um, And I do think that the CW is the right fit because it, it sounds like. They have um, a lot of creative control to be able to kind of put this at the forefront. And maybe this will change the narrative for a lot of other networks, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
mean, CW needs a show like this on their network because we all know that they are notoriously white. And even when they have characters of color in their shows, um, I just noticed that there's kind of a lot of um, blind casting, if, if that makes sense. Like, I just, I, I feel like sometimes the black characters, their, their race isn't really addressed. Um, and in this show, which obviously it's not all about race, but race is a very important factor in telling the story. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I'm just really glad that the series addresses it. And, you know, we do see some CW um, actors from other shows make a cameo in the in the first two episodes of Black Lightning. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, speaking of cameos, uh, shout out to Senator Nina Turner, who makes her cameo as a senator as well. She's the senator of Ohio. Um, she she makes a cameo in the very first episode, so I'm I'm glad that they brought in like some real life folks to uh, tell the story of, of Black Lightning to kind of make it real. Like it it really yeah. does look like this could be a real story, which obviously you know he's got superpowers. We know it's it's comics, <laughs> it's 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 supernatural, but um, the narrative itself definitely feels like it could be ripped from the headlines. And I will say that I asked Salim personally, you know, what did he pitch for this show? What was the scene, the idea that he pitched? And it was that scene of Jefferson being racially profiled. So it's nice to know Mm. that the CW knew what they got themselves into immediately. (laughs) Because going in, he's like, this is exactly what I want to do. Nice, nice. And that scene is what sparks Jefferson's powers to kind of come about because it's been a while since he's used his powers. It's been about nine years since he's done it. And throughout the story, we're going to see this conflict, right? If Those of you that are listening, I'm sure most of you guys are probably familiar with Black Lightning. You may have read the comic books. Um, but there's, there's this duality that he's dealing with uh, constantly between being uh, a representative at his school, you know, being someone who was a star athlete at one point and is now the principal of Garfield High School, um, to someone that fights crime and is someone that's got these superpowers that's capable of killing people. And he's also kind of balancing that part of it because he, he really doesn't want to deal with violence and he feels like violence begets violence. So he's kind of, you know, waffling that fine line between uh, doing the superhero walk and then also kind of being a man um, that's of respect in his community as, as a principal. And a lot of that too, though, is spurred like his decision not to be black lightning. A lot of that has to do with his family. And so like a lot of the show is built around family dynamics. Um, and that's very important. It's a very key theme in the show. Um, you know, Jefferson, uh, is, is not married. He and his ex-wife Lynn are still co-parenting their two children. Um, Mm -hmm. and realistically like, and this is an adult. So like, you know, she is kind of doing things on her own. Um, but Jennifer is still young. She's still in the house. She goes to, she attends Garfield high school. So, you know, there's a lot of Jefferson feels kind of guilty and there's a weight on him, um, for, you know, like losing his family in his mind, he lost lost his wife because 
um, you know, of being black lightning. So mm-hmm. that duality is something and the theme that keeps going forward. Um, and I know it'll continue all season long. You know, even though, even in these first two episodes, you see very clearly that like Lynn and Jefferson definitely still love each other. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. Yeah. It's very the, obvious. The chemistry is possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's very, very obvious, but, yeah. um, you see her being uh, really, really defensive because mm. she's like, oh, I don't know if I can get back into this because, you know, the same thing could potentially happen. Um, like last time, if you choose to be Black Lightning, then we're going to go down the same path. And for her, um, you know, it's a little bit of fear built in because she's definitely like, I don't want you to die, which is natural. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. fair, yeah. um, you know, because it's a risk every time he goes out there um, and fights crime as Black Lightning. So, right. yeah. It's 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 really great the way everybody's so three dimensional. There's so many layers involved, and I mean we only unpacked the first two episodes, so I'm really excited to see what the rest of this season um, has in store for us. I was curious to know though what your thoughts, KB, were on Jefferson's costume as Black Lightning. What did you think about yeah. it? <laughs> so I actually really really like the costume, and so obviously um, you know. I guess this isn't really a spoiler, but, you know, clearly we just talked about how Jefferson, um, you know, had taken some time off. So, like, obviously the suit's going to have some modifications because it's been a while. It's been almost a decade. Right. So you can't have the same suit because you're kind of coming up against different things now. So um, his new suit, I actually really, really like the Mm -hmm. modifications. They kind of chat about that. Like when you guys watch the first two episodes, you'll you'll hear about the changes that have been made in the suit and what it can do now. Um, Mm -hmm. And just making him a little bit more powerful. Like he's rusty, obviously, which I like that they don't glaze around. Like, listen, if you haven't used your powers in like 10 years, you're definitely going to be rusty. That's something that is (laughs) definitely going to happen. So I like that they even show that and they like, he makes fun of himself a lot. Like, dang, I'm getting old. Like, like, maybe I need to do something else before this happens. But um, I really, really, really like the costume and obviously they just dropped the uh photos for thunder's costume so what did you think oh my gosh um well first of all thunder's costume is fire um i I love it i I just was completely blown away by her look and i'm really excited because you don't see her costume in these first two episodes so seeing that um poster revealed was a shock to all of us um, so that is amazing. And I will say, I will say they, that is the one thing that we kept asking for in the set visit and they wouldn't do it. So I appreciate <laughs> kind of how they're, they like would not do it. They were like, no, no, we're, we're not going to show <laughs> so it. They were like, we're, you're not, nope, you're not going to, you're not going to get anything about it. Like, yeah. like we can't even talk about it. And I was like, wow. So I kind of do appreciate like the marketing around the show. Cause they are doing a lot of different reveals right on time. Yes. But I'm curious to, um, to just know what you think about kind of everything that's happening with Jennifer. Because for me, I like Mm -hmm. that she's a regular teenager, right? I like that she's just kind of going through her growing pains and she's doing this. And I also like that they don't don't have any idea that they have powers. Because you don't, you know, like everyone knows in the comics, like eventually they are thunder and lightning. But you don't, they don't have any idea. So they're just living their lives kind of normally. Yeah. And getting into trouble on their own. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To answer your question, Jennifer, she's sort of this rebel, right? She's um, also kind of dealing with the duality between 
um, being someone that has to live in her father's shoes, where he's, again, this well-respected man amongst his students and amongst the school. And she's um, a scholar athlete at the school. So she kind of has to put on this, I wouldn't say facade, really, for lack of a better term, but, you know, kind of have to uphold this image of being someone who's the principal's daughter. But then she wants to be herself and she likes to go out and she's going out to the club in this very first scene, which I got to mention, the name of the club that they go to in in this um, episode is called The 100. And if you've read the comics, The 100 refers to um, the the mob criminals that Black Lightning is fighting against. So nice homage to the comics by naming it the 100 there. But but yeah, she's, you know, someone that's just kind of wanting to live her own life and not be under her father's shadow. So I, I really like that we're dealing with that kind of um, contention with her character. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what is going to come out of Jennifer when she's dealing with being Lightning. Because uh, we see, and, and I'm trying to be very careful here because I don't want to get too spoilery. <laughs> um, but let's just say this, that uh, between both Anissa and Jennifer, they show a lot of their fighting capabilities right off the bat. So they don't really realize that they have these superhuman uh, capabilities of, of fighting and, and superhuman strength, but they have it. Um, so even when she, you know, just kind of defends herself in moments where she's, you know, being threatened, um, you see right off the bat that, wow, has this girl had some like crazy martial arts training? Like, how was she able to make that move? Um, but she's (laughs) able to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is like when I was watching, I was like, I think that someone who, you know, may not have a lot of knowledge, um, of the comics could honestly just assume that Jefferson trained them, right? Like, because, True. you know, yeah. like, like that maybe he just took the time and helped like get them some self-defense, uh, you know, kind of courses. And uh, just because the 100 has been a gang for a really long time and it's been a threat for a really long time. So maybe mm-hmm. he was just like, you know what, let's get you trained up because anything is possible. So that was right. kind of like my assumption. Oh, um, okay. Like going in. I mean, I, I know that they have superhuman powers, but I was like, hey, if I watched this, I would probably just think that like they had proper training. They you had know? proper training. Oh, I, I didn't think about that, but that completely makes sense because, yeah, you know, we because see. Because it's a threat. Yeah, we see, the, we see that and then we see Jefferson and, you know, obviously his moves. So um, that would make sense if he was training them as a kid. I, I would love to see in future episodes to come like flashback scenes of him training. Uh, Jennifer and Anissa, which that's something, you know, that's an image that I don't think we've ever seen before, like a black father training his two black daughters to be like these, (laughs) you know, great fighters. Like I I look forward to if if they ever decide to go down that route to see that that kind of uh, imagery. But um, with respect to Black Lightning's costume, I... (laughs) I have some mixed feelings about it. Like they, they actually show a scene with Black Lightning before the the major costume that we see for the show. Because uh, Gamby, who we should mention, played by James Ramar, he's sort of like the Alfred, I guess, of uh, of the story of, of of Black Lightning and Jefferson Pierce's life, where he knows who his you know he knows about his secret identity. Um, he helps. He knows cre- his father. He knows right, his father. Like he-, he helps create the costume. He's, I guess, also sort of like. Um, would you describe him as? Um, oh gosh, why is his name not ringing a bell? 
homeboy from The Flash, his friend. You mean Cisco? Cisco. Would you say he's like a Cisco as well? Not, uh, Not really. No. I mean, I think, well, I mean, potential. Like, Cisco, I think, is just more. Like, I think uh, Cisco's more tech heavy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, he's like really, really tech heavy. And I think that, like, um, Gamby is still a mix of the old and new. Like, he still yeah. likes things a certain way from, from back in the day. Yeah. But he, and like, he includes a little bit of tech, but he's not like. He's not, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess, like, they do play a very similar role in, in that regard. I mean, because, you know, Gamby's mostly like a mentor. He's a mentor, uh, yeah, a father kind of a figure. father figure, mm-hmm. but also like a partner in in crime, so to speak. Yes. So, yeah. and he's also someone that kind of helps give Jefferson some confidence and gives him a nice push to remind him how important Black Lightning is to this community. Because again, Jefferson's still kind of like, you know, wavering over the fact that is Black Lightning uh, a character? Black Lightning is a persona worth you know, embodying, like, is this something that I really want to do in my life? And, and, and Gamby kind of reminds him how important Black Lightning is to, to, to the community and, and, and being able to keep people safe. So I just really like that. But, but going back to the costume, I felt like it was, I feel like it's a little bit bulky. (laughs) Like, I really like the way it's lit and, and, you know, the breast Mm -hmm. armor is Mm -hmm. lit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just felt like it's just a little too bulky. So, I, you know, I'm waiting for it to grow on me because it just doesn't seem like it's as aerodynamic as a costume should be. And, and granted, you know, Black Lightning doesn't fly, but it, it just seems like it's hard to run around and to be able to fight with, with all of that bulky armor around him but um it's a lot better than (laughs) it's a lot better than the (laughs) costume that he had before and oh my gosh yes and i don't think it'll be the last one no definitely not definitely not i don't think it'll be the last one i we we've seen the changes on the other cw shows with other superheroes and how that's kind of evolved over time but um if you ever read if you decide to i've been going back and reading some of the older comic books, um, the Tony Isabella run of Black Lightning. And Black Lightning has this, you know, eye mask, but he also has a fro connected to the eye mask. So when he takes <laughs> off, he takes off his costume, the eye mask and the fro comes off. I just have questions about that. Like, what... What was the reason for the throw? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what's, what's happening? happening why is it so, connected? Yeah, why is it connected? What are we doing? Um, so I'm glad that they did not implement that into the new costume for the show. But overall, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, it's just going to grow on me a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so second episode, you know, really quick. I just want to, you know, give the show kudos for addressing... Anissa's sexuality right away. I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I was concerned if they were going to, um, you know, not address that at all. Like, that would be completely terrible if they didn't because her character and her sexuality plays a huge role in the comics. Um, yep. I mean, it's part of the reason why she went to the Outsiders. So I'm glad that that at the forefront is addressed. I'm just curious to know how 
her sexuality and, and dealing with that is going to be in relation to her relationship with her father. Because that in the comics becomes a, an area of contention, um, which ultimately leads her to going a different path. And, Leave. Yeah, right. and leaving mm-hmm. and going with outsiders. Um, so, And then Grace Choi, who we know is cast um, for the... I think she's cast on Black Lightning or she's cast on a different show. I don't quite know. She's cast on Black Lightning. She's cast on, yeah. Okay. So Grace Choi in the comics, again, for those of you who've read them, she is a partner of of Anissa Pierce. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that they, they addressed that right there in episode two. So kudos for you I will guys. say it's wonderful, wonderful to see finally kind of the first, you know, um, LGBTQ a superhero on TV. Like she's going to be the first one that's black. Yes. And, you know, so it's, it's incredible to see. I'm glad that they address it immediately. I don't necessarily think that they're going to make her sexuality a point of contention with her father, because right now it seems like um, her parents are very supportive. So right. um, it seems, yeah, it seems like they're going to go down the more supportive path, but that's just my opinion, mm-hmm. but also great to see. Cause I just think, I just think in our community, we get a lot of strife about, you know, when um, children come out to their parents. And so it's nice to see another side yes. where they are completely supportive. They don't care. You know what I mean? And they, mm-hmm. they love her and they just want her to be happy. So um, I appreciate that for Me sure. Me too. Absolutely. Me too as well. Um, so, yeah, Black Lightning. I'm just watch it, y'all. <laughs> watch it. It's it's really good. I'm very excited to see a show that is going to have a centered black family. It's like I said, it's black as hell. Like you think Black Panther is black as hell, so is Black Lightning. It's it's definitely on that same level. Um, all of the main characters, all of the protagonists, the antagonists um, are are people of color. So it's it's just good to see. Um, a lot of folks getting work in front of the camera and, you know, the appeals. And behind. Yeah, and behind the camera. So um, I'm really happy and excited for, for what's to come January 16th, right? Everyone watch it January 16th. It's coming on right after The Flash. So it'll be a fun-filled night. You know, watch your first kind of black family in the West <laughs> family and then move on over to watch the, the Pierce family dominate as well. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, incredible. Everyone that's a part of it that I've met has been incredible. And also, I have to know, it's really nice to to have a strong writer's room filled with people of color. I think that too will make a, a huge difference um, on Black Lightning. So Yes. And I, and I just want to add with respect to the writer's room is there's a lot of quotes that are made by Black activists and Black leaders throughout the episodes. Yep. So yep. Um, yeah, that's why it matters when we're doing the writing as well. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great show. You're going to love it, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will catch you next time. See you guys. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. Various episodes are edited by Jamie Broadnax, MR Daniel and John Bauer. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue and Shubzilla. 
You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Art19, and Spotify. That was a HeadGum Podcast.